Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the FN Story. Awesome guest here today, little OG in the Fortnite space, you guys remember. Uh, but first, before we get into anything, go check out Comp Awards FN on Twitter or X. Get involved. we got a website, a dashboard, all that, so you guys can vote for your favorite people in the space. But nonetheless, what's going on, Orange? How you doing, bro? Good, man. Thanks for having me on here. I'm really excited to get to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you reached out. Uh, Orange, Orangey, what's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I used to go by Orange in the Fortnite scene, so I guess we'll stick to Orange. Orange? Okay. I, I'm cool calling you whatever you would like. Um, yeah. So talk to me about what you're doing now, because I know you from the Fortnite space, and now you're doing something different. I, I would learn love to learn about like what you've turned your career into after Fortnite. Yeah, so... I guess like after Fortnite, I'm sure you remember like that little phase where like everybody got into like the NFT hype. Um, you remember everyone doing that, promoting a bunch of random stuff? I do. Yeah. Well, like I actually kind of took it a step further. I kind of realized that like that's pretty cool. Like there's fast money here, which means like there's probably a lot of big money somewhere. Um, and I dived really deep into the space and I like just fell in love with it. And now I'm like full time uh, working in crypto and blockchain and blockchain gaming which is like this whole other field of gaming stuff so yeah nice yeah i saw that you had web3 gaming in your profile on x and i'm interested because i think there's a ton of value there i was one of the, the haters of nfts especially right. the first implementation of just like pictures i, I think mm -hmm. it's dumb um but i do think there's value in the technology itself i just think right. the first go around was like a, a money grab at first yeah. for a bunch of people yeah. to try and like throw money at stuff and get people to invest in let's call them pixels on a website but right what has like web3 become and can you kind of explain that for someone that may not understand what it is yeah so web3 is basically like any sort of social media or kind of like ecosystem that uses like blockchain technology um and yeah, NFTs are still a big part of that. So there's still like a, you know, big pixels on the screen that people buy, but now it's not so much money grab. It's more like cultural and things, projects that are like actually doing stuff. And now it's a lot of gaming stuff. So a lot of NFTs that have to do with gaming, you know, you need to own them to play a game, et cetera. Um, not sure if you heard, but like earlier this year, we had a really big NFT tournament go on where like Mongrel, Mitro, all of them played. Uh, did you see that Mongrel won like 1.6 mil? Yeah, I did. I saw okay. him play in another tournament. room. Like, damn, this guy's just so good at video games. But yeah. what exactly was that? So that was like, you know, the Bored Apes, mm -hmm. I assume. Okay. So they hosted a gaming tournament and first place um, won like a special prize. And the prize ended up setting for 1.6 mil. And that tournament, I played in it. I got third place. I made 600, like 500k off that tournament. Wow. Um, yeah, a bunch of Fortnite players hopped onto it. And from there, I was like, damn, this NFT gaming thing is pretty cool. I think I can help like build out the space more. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I think like uh, the non-fungible token, it doesn't need to exclusively be for images. And mm -hmm. I think there's a ton of value in gaming to almost get a pass to like work with, let's say, not work, play specific developers games, play specific developers games first, or even like the way CSGO does it, the way you can trade items is right. kind of similar to like an NFT and how like that kind of, I guess, marketplace would work. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought there was a ton of value in that. It's just, 
at first it wasn't there. Now it's awesome to see people building it. Um, I know Hanto from OT. You were in yeah. OT, right? For a yes, little bit. I was, yeah. yeah, I was part of that acquisition. Okay. With uh, I started Chronic with all the boys and then we sold it to Overtime. Nice. Yeah, he's always talking about Web3 Gaming. There's one yeah. specific I can't remember. Axie and Ronin. That, that's Axie, it. The yeah. Axie Infinity game. Yes. Yeah. Um, what are you specific? You said you've kind of gone full-time into this space. What does that entail for you? Yeah, right now, um, kind of just taking advantage of the fact that like I'm a content creator and I have like this audience that I can, you know, create content to and games want that. Um, and then like my expertise and like, I guess, gaming and overall what it takes to make a good game. You know, I played Fortnite for a really long time and kind of saw them blow up and how they handled competitive and the right things that they did. So I feel like that I've been able to like, you know, be on the board of different games and kind of advise there and help out and things have been going pretty well lately. Nice. Is there any specific companies or games you're working for? Is it more just general like ad? Yeah, it's just general like space. So like I work right now for Cedify, um, but they're like a hub that incubates a ton of games. So I'm kind of just all over and then just individual like board seat type stuff. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I mean, someone like you, you have what? I know it's easily over 100K on YouTube, right? What is it yeah. now? Uh, it's like 150K, but okay. I stopped posting when I quit Fortnite. I'm um, getting back into it now, though. So. Yeah, that's awesome. How, like, talk to me about, like, the value you've learned and building a, you were one of the original Chronic guys. You said you sold it to OT. Like, there is a lot of value in, one, someone that can build a brand, especially nowadays, because everyone's trying to build their own brand to someone that can actually sell the what they've built afterwards and not get caught holding the bag um so like i I would love to learn you know just talk to me about what you learned through your Fortnite days while building a career as a content creator and all that kind of information that you're now helping other people with yeah i guess like my biggest takeaways um i won't take credit for like the acquisition to overtime because at the time i was just like a 14 year old kid that made a clan with all their friends and we just happened to be good at Fortnite. And then Hantau came in and he was like, Hey, I can help you guys make this business. And he did the whole acquisition and everything. That was him. We just got to rep over time and got verified on Twitter before everyone else when that was still cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, man, I just learned that like, there's a, there's a lot of money in like pretty much every field. Um, But the money's like always not given to the creator. Creators are given a lot of like affiliate deals, like, you know, you're basically like G Fuel, 10% code off, and then you just get like three bucks every sale and stuff. But all those companies are really like the ones um, that make the most money. And I love seeing creators make something out of their brand. Like I'm looking right now because Season Elevate just released like their mousepad company and their mousepad mm-hmm. company, right? And I ordered like a sleeve. I love it. It's awesome. I got one right here. Um, oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. We got the same one. Yeah, yeah. the mouse pad's right here, but it's covered in crap, so I'm not going to try and pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I-, I love seeing that. That's, like, the number one thing any creator or pro can do is kind of just building out, like, an actual business because, um, man, it's a tough space and a tough career to be a creator, like, long-term. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I've, like, I, I don't-, don't even want to say half done that. I've, like, 20% maybe been a creator the, the past couple of years mm-hmm. and then just worked in the space doing other things because it is difficult. It takes a lot yeah. of work. There's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of different tools you need to learn 
And I think from the outside looking in, it's simple. All you have to do is make a, a YouTube video post it. All you have to do is make a TikTok. And it has gotten yeah. a little bit easier with like short form. So it's not as long of content, but I'm not going to say that it's easy to create those kinds of videos that blow up, pop off and understand how you have to learn some sort of editing software. You have to learn to work with people if you're not going to edit or create your thumbnails. You have to learn how to, you know, create thumbnails if you're doing that. Then also the filming, voiceovers, being comfortable on camera. Like a lot of people take those things for granted and it's a ton of skills. How old are you, if you don't mind me? I'm asking. 20. Okay. So you've been doing this for six years now and have been extremely successful. So it's not easy. And I'm interested to know from like your perspective what you found the most challenging along the way. Yeah. Um, dude, honestly, like my parents were always really supportive. Uh, like I got the PC I wanted to like kind of start making content and stuff. Before Fortnite, I was like streaming Rocket League and Overwatch. I wanted to compete in those games, but I wasn't old enough. But I was like pretty up there in Rocket League. And um, then Fortnite came out. And when we started Chronic, you know, we were just making like, like my friends were just really good at console, like Sway, Shaw, X, Lewis. All those guys were really good at console Fortnite. And I was just helping them like with their content because I was keyboard and mouse. So they blew up because they were like the controller Fortnite guys. Um, and man, honestly, like we, we had it pretty easy, man. We were just posting like random 1v1 stuff and it was just blowing up because they were really good at controller. And I kind of just was able to ride that wave with them. And then after, you know, they joined Ghost, Sway so joined FaZe, and Chronic was like kind of left to me and like some other keyboard guys. We were just making content on YouTube. And we never lost like that momentum. And then we rebranded to Evade and then Chronic. I mean, and then the overtime stuff. And I was just lucky. Like I kind of just rolled that wave and then I kept playing with more creators because like that was my thing. Like I, I gave myself like a few months to kind of go all in on competitive, but I never really like, like I got like called, I qualified for DreamHack Anaheim, um, you know, like in 29th FNCS, uh, like in a normal week and then like 29th on a cash cup. Like those were like probably like my best placements. So like it wasn't like, you know, to make Fortnite pro like a full-time career, you kind of got to be like top three every event basically yeah nowadays it's even harder right exactly um so i always knew content was like the route i wanted to take and i just started playing with really big creators and streaming and just being able to grow off other people's platforms which a lot of people see as like leeching but honestly bro like nowadays it's really hard to kind of grow by yourself without like someone else's help yeah and i, I think on youtube's probably the easiest platform to grow by yourself I think streaming is almost impossible to do without yeah. like without constantly collabing with other people. Yeah. I respect to the people that, you know, just play solo arena or play games by themselves because I don't know how you do that anymore. It feels like it's so saturated. Everyone nah, is I mean, streaming. nowadays it's way easier because of TikTok and stuff. Like if you're if you're good at the game, you can easily blow up on TikTok. And I feel like a lot of people aren't taking advantage of it. When OG Fortnite came back, I started streaming every day on TikTok and Twitch, again, Fortnite, because honestly, it's been pretty enjoyable. Like, I've actually enjoyed playing the game. I don't have to stream, so that I, that that also makes it, like, 10 times more enjoyable. I stream because I want to, like, when I want to. And, man, I'm averaging, like, 1K viewers on TikTok, and those people just go over to my Twitch and stuff, and I, I enjoy it a lot, honestly. So, 
you obviously love the OG season. What do you think about, yeah. have you played the new one yet? Yeah, I'm still streaming every day. I mean, it's a good season, the movement. I, I, I'll complain like everyone else, but <laughs> it's good. Honestly, I'm actually really enjoying Fortnite. Uh, I I feel like this new season is a pretty good one. There's a lot to learn because it's a whole right. new map. And then they add the mods, which is a whole different thing. And there's a lot of layers now added mm -hmm. on top of it. So I feel like this could be a season that like continues to grow on people rather than having that initial like awesome shock value. Yeah. Um, the map itself is really cool. I was talking to Adam Savage the other day and I always forget because I play the game on like the lowest settings possible, mm -hmm. but I always forget how beautiful of a game Fortnite actually is. If you like turn up the settings and just stand somewhere and look around and he was complimenting and I'm like, I I've like never even yeah. comprehended not comprehended, yeah, but like thought of taking the time to just sit back and look at how well the game is cleaned up made, and looks. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard because like nobody streams like that either way. So like I, I put on epic settings for OG Fortnite. I was like, damn, this looks really beautiful. <laughs> yep. And only for a little bit. And then you get a little bit of input delay, some FPS drops when you look exactly. certain directions. You're like, yeah, this this ain't for me. I, I'm gonna go yeah. back. Um so what's like are you just playing for fun? You trying to get back into like doing this as a full time career? You said you just earned like five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars a couple months ago, so you can't can't be hurting for cash, I would hope. Yeah, um nah, I definitely wouldn't make it like a full time career. Um the Fortnite field is not that but like well paying unless you're like five for PK. Um the stuff I'm doing right now is like obviously way more stable and enjoy what it mean and like now i'm an adult bro i got bills to pay mortgages <laughs> cars so <laughs> um i just enjoy fortnite and i think that having an audience there aligns with my long-term goals of when there is a good web3 game i can stream it and upload it and make content on it and kind of guide a community that way but for right now like just streaming it's been really enjoyable um tiktok the creator funds you know that helps to keep me motivated I made a video last night, got like 1.5 million views, woke up this morning, I was like, nice, dude, EZK right there. Wow. That's, uh, it's a new era, bro. Back when I was like full-time on Fortnite, there wasn't no TikTok creativity program. Like there was no TikTok live gifts. Like you see NPen live 24-7 or like Bronos and Boxman making all these TikTok videos. Even like, I think your friends with Reese Hub, right? Yeah. Dude, that guy's banking off the TikTok creativity program, bro. <laughs> like, I see his videos every day. I'm like, you know, back when I was doing this, there wasn't any of that. So the opportunities now in content, man, they just flourish 100 times more. Like, you're not forced to take these really bad sponsor deals to try to make it by or, like, these really scam orgs. Yeah, I remember I was getting, like, fucking 500 bucks a month from, like, these horrible orgs, man. And I had so much to do for them. But now you don't have to. So – Okay, you said a lot there. One, I would love to get into the whole like orgs and Fortnite conversation, but we'll yeah. save that for later. Um, Reese is awesome, and mm -hmm. he is, I think, in the Fortnite space, like creates the best content, like mm -hmm. production value as far as like an individual doing it, especially in the competitive space. He kind of blows everybody out of the water, but you're right, like the short form content is so new that I feel like there's so much room to get better at it. He's one person. You mentioned Bronos has been absolutely blown up. Foxman, they've all been so successful so quick, it seems like. And it, it's wild to me that 
you know, someone can, I, I'm, I'm not someone that spends a ton of time on like TikTok or YouTube shorts, but mm. it's wild that these videos get millions of views and this was not even a possibility like three years ago you couldn't have done exactly. this and yeah. now you could throw up i i mean it's not shitty but like Dude, a lower they're, effort they're video. Shitty, bro. <laughs> okay they're a really shitty bad video and it gets millions of views like what was the one that you put up yesterday bro. that had okay, over look. a million views so i put up like five videos in the last day oh uh, let's focus right there you can see 1.5 mil, 300K, 400K. Like, and bro, the video that got 1.5 mil was like, how to fix movement in OG Fortnite. And I just like showed some bullshit strafe setting, bro. <laughs> and like, Bronos and Foxman, bro, they do the hardest bait. And like, dude, you gotta think about the people who are really watching Fortnite. Like, you know, it's a younger fan base. So, easy views, man. So, I, I really think like, if you're playing Fortnite and trying to make it your career, like you need to be making content. I know a lot of people are like full-time comp and just so focused on that, but dude, it takes me five minutes to make that TikTok, And <laughs> I know a thousand dollars can go a long way for someone like trying to make Fortnite a full-time thing. Especially when I was younger, dude, a thousand bucks could like, you know, pay my food for the whole month or like three months, bro. Like it's crazy. Yeah. But, you've yeah. done it though for a while. So like the, get started time is not as high for you so you can right, very right. quickly throw together exactly. a quick video and then put it on the internet versus someone that's never done it that like bar yeah entry no, you're is right. a lot higher it's a lot more effort to learn things i don't disagree with you though um I but, have... but what's more effort like you know you have to like go to school and do all your homework and then get a job and you know, a lot of people want to make this their career and i feel like it's just uh the risk and reward is so much lower here than in other places. Yeah. I wonder though, like how long is it like, is it's always going to be a thing where bro, there's always going to be any opportunity. Like that's the one thing I've realized, right? Like making content and like going on my whole entrepreneurship journey. Like there's always going to be a new thing, bro. When NFTs like completely died last year, like there's a million and one ways and businesses that you can do with the skills that you learn from being a creator or being a Fortnite player, or just being on the internet 24 seven, bro. There's always going to be something new. And if it's not the TikTok creativity program, bro, you can take advantage of it now. There's TikTok Live. Make a like real brand for yourself. Like look at Npen, bro. He has blown up just on TikTok Live. I'm someone who hasn't played Fortnite in two years. I come back and I'm averaging 1K viewers. Like, it's insane, bro. <laughs> it kind of is. Um, but that's like why I question, you know, is this TikTok throwing a bunch of money at creators to try and get all of them to create on their con like on their platform and then eventually they'll be like nah it's not worth it or is this going to be forever like i don't know the answer to that question but like what you said there is always going to be opportunities you just need to be able to like pivot and shift as they change mm -hmm. uh which i find quite in interesting and I think one of the, the pivots and the changes within Fortnite is Fortnite Creative and UEFN. Dude, is uh, that yeah. something already, you've gotten into? Of course. Yeah, I'm actually on the board uh, advising for a company that makes like Unreal maps. But they're more like uh, for brands and stuff. They work with like NFL teams, stuff like that. Okay. Um, you need to get me involved. My, my goal <laughs> is to work a Fortnite NFL event. So, you know, if Dude. you got anything. Yeah, we're working with like Juju and like we make all his like Team Diverge stuff and it's a of cool stuff and we just made a fortnite map so one of you on christmas realistic map and 
I got I got to promote it more on my TikTok. But bro, all it takes is one k average players. I mean, you know this, bro. Yeah. One k average players, one month, thirty k a month. Like that's all it takes. Yeah, it's actually wild. I like I've just kind of dabbled in it, making a couple maps myself, and you know, just having I think I had like five k total players not even like an average i I Mm -hmm. average like a few players a day on one of the maps but that's it's like three uh like three bucks per thousand players or something along those lines right and then you could just continue to do that and it obviously wavers based on the number of players number of maps there's all all this kind of stuff because it's a set percentage of the revenue but it's another opportunity where you know say you don't want to make tiktoks although I could argue you should be doing both to mm-hmm. make it valuable, but say you don't want to do that. Well, then you have the opportunity to, we've seen, I mean, pretty low effort maps blow up and get thousands yeah. and thousands of people. Although I think with the studios coming in, there's going to be a lot more, I think top five gaming just teamed up with somebody else and put out, in my opinion, like one of the smoothest box fights that I've ever played and those are going to be more and more often as you know large companies have seen oh yeah there's millions if not more in this bro as much as you think that though like a lot of these companies don't really like they want to build experiences bro like not really maps that will cater to people's like your regular player trying to get good at fortnite type thing like a lot of these maps that are studio made are like celebrity maps like the steph curry click stuff like all that stuff Mm -hmm. i went to that in vegas um and i spoke with like their manager like the under armor manager like they don't care about the money in fortnite like they just want to build cool stuff dude like trust me these guys do not care about making an extra million dollars a month they just want (laughs) to like show their brand off to you know kids and potentially start like you know wiring their brain like oh one day i'm gonna own a honda because i've been playing with honda all my life in fortnite you know like that's way more value than making an extra hundred K a month for them. Like they don't care about that. Well, I don't necessarily mean like those like companies they, outside yeah. of the space. I mean like people that were making Roblox maps yeah, yeah. and other game developers that may, you know, have created a game outside of Fortnite. Now 100%. they're going to look into building within the game because one, you already have a captured audience. You have the biggest game in the world. They they just had a hundred million players mm-hmm. play the game over the past month. So if you can just get like a little percentage of that, that's a great thing. So that's that's more what I mean by the studios. There's yeah. people creating some cool experiences that are like boss fight maps are the new thing and the tycoons are a new thing. Pretty much just like Farmville, but more advanced and different styles and themes. Um, I, I think those are interesting. And I can't wait to see as like Verse gets more expansive, we're going to get really cool maps to play that are eventually going to take over the battle royale like one day the battle royale style of fortnite is going to die um but you're right right now the kids just want to play like box fight 1v1s and build fights and tilted zone wars like those are the things and if you look at the numbers it's wild how many plays like all these practice maps get because that's Mm -hmm. for me personally my practice map has done so much better and I put in way more effort into another one and exactly. no one really seems to continue to play it. So it's, it's just interesting to see how those all work and what Fortnite pushes and then also what people want to play. Yeah. 
Bro, like, um, once these new guns get added to UEFN and once the new Mansling feature gets added to UEFN, the first person to make a Chapter 5 warm-up map is, like, going to become an overnight millionaire. <laughs> like, genuinely, bro. That's yeah. all it takes. Well, it's There's true. so many opportunities now. Like, there this was... wasn't around in gaming when I was pro-gaming. No, definitely not. There's a ton of money. And I think people are now realizing how many people play video games. Like, you just start mm-hmm. looking at numbers. And at least when I was growing up, it was always like, you can play video games but you know that's for losers so you don't want to play and you know i'm eight years old i'm about to turn 29 so nine nine years older than you and people are like yeah you know it's an everyday thing i think 40 percent of people play video games on a weekly basis and that's wild because back in my day you know it was it was okay to play video games up to a certain amount but if you made a YouTube video about you playing video games, oh, dude, this yeah. guy, what a loser playing video games, making YouTube videos. Now, I mean, it's my job. Like, literally, it right. is my job, and it's the coolest thing in the world. It's your job as well. Um, and there's so many careers that have come out of it. So, yeah, it's it's a massive transition. Um, where do you see – so you're kind of on the front end of things, right, with you planning – or with you working with web three blockchain companies. And I do see eventually someone's going to make um, ready player one, like that style of game. Like, I just watched that movie yesterday. Cause I oh, wanted to like such a good movie. really understand it. So but yeah, it was a really good movie. Someone's going to do that or at least right. something similar. And do you think that is like a future of games or like if you had to, to bet what the future of video games looks like in five to ten years, where would you put it? I mean, definitely Ready Player One, bro. But, like, Fortnite is Ready Player One. <laughs> like, it is, bro. Like, I can play as, like, Omni-Man and, like, Peter Griffin and Goku. Like, I- I'm sure that they'll add, like, VR eventually, right? Like, if Fortnite wants to stay alive and we go in that direction, I think they'll definitely add VR support. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, Fortnite is like the metaverse right now. So it's like an opportunity that you have to hop on. And, you know, I don't know if they'll ever like incorporate blockchain tech. Probably not. Maybe if it's more accepted in like five to 10 years, but yeah, man, like Fortnite, Fortnite is probably going to be like the biggest game in five to 10 years still. I, I would think so as well. Especially with creative, like mm-hmm. a lot of times we've seen games come out of like custom maps and games um dota is a good example i think csgo is an example of someone creating that um out of a different game so there's going to be something that comes out of fortnite but i don't think it'll ever overtake it because it's going to be played within like the platform of fortnite versus a different game so uh yeah that's interesting i'm i'm hopeful i i wonder though like my my question is always where does this go from here because there's always a point like right now they just changed the movement they added weapon mods they added a, a train that goes around the map mm-hmm. is there going to be a point where fortnite just can't do anything new they've d- been doing new stuff for five six years i feel like eventually you're gonna run out of stuff i mean new maps are like you know they have hundreds of people making concepts for them fan art they can always take inspiration there and bro, they can always go back in time and rewind the whole story. I'd love to play the chapter two map again. I mean, that was my Me favorite too. map of all time. Um, I never played chapter three because I, I had like full quit then. 
Um, and then chapter four wasn't that bad. I only played like the last two seasons. Um, but yeah, man, I don't think Fortnite's running out of ideas anytime soon. I, I really think that they'll be on top for ever, honestly. Like just how Roblox has been, you know? Yeah. Well, and I guess what we just talked about, the more people that play video games, the larger the audience becomes. Exactly. And then the larger the game has the possibility of becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, for someone, though, like you, you kind of mentioned it going back earlier. Uh, for someone that has been in the like early days, the startup org days of Fortnite, mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue we're still in that phase of a bunch of startup orgs trying to sign 14 15 year olds like what do you have any kind of crazy stories of orgs you've worked with or they tried to reach out and just yeah um bro i mean what stories don't i have i was lucky to be on chronic innovate and overtime for like a really really long time but um i signed to nine lives i I don't know if you remember that org they had like me tahi tabsi um got paid like i think it was like 1.5k a month and then i got paid one month and never got paid again like three months after and then you remember nova i do yes beer nova yeah supposedly that company was like washed money like money laundering money <laughs> and they're were, they were paying me like 6k a month but i wasn't complaining back in the day um yeah i mean the only reason that this happens though like this is fortnite's fault like at the end of the day this is fortnite's fault because they haven't really been open to competitive orgs like i don't know too much about it but didn't they like didn't you have to blur sponsor logos on the official like fortnite competitive stream or something like that um but back in world cup days but not not recently you were allowed to wear jerseys with sponsors on them for the most recent event so okay there was almost a like there was a short period of time where they said the players couldn't have the org names in their name, but then they changed their mind after people were like, that, right. that's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, they've been more receptive. I think okay. the problem is though, so this is like a chicken and egg situation. Is it because our org, orgs lawless, I guess, because Fortnite doesn't kind of oversee them or does Fortnite not bother with orgs because there's been so many bad examples in the past yeah i mean bro but like every other game does it right no matter if there's bad examples like i don't see why fortnite can't add a a phase clan gun skin or like optic or you know all these teams that are really trying to make a difference dignitas you know they already have like these creative experiences might as well just like allow them to make some extra revenue so that they can continue supporting the fortnite competitive ecosystem and also, I don't know, like, why they stepped down like, competitive prize pools and stuff like that, because I feel like that, that should be a no-brainer. You know, you keep people involved by making them, like, want to be competitive and be pro. And, like, there's no Winter Royale happening. That's crazy. So, or is there? Uh, I, don't, I don't believe so. Probably not. <laughs> there are tournaments going on, like, every yeah. day for, like, the next three weeks. But, um, I mean, my whole theory with the prize pools – well, let, let's, let me wrap up the whole org thing. I don't think they need orgs like they have not supported orgs. They've just shown they can put a hundred million players in a month. Like what value does an organization bring to Fortnite versus the other way? Like, it, I mean, it seems... just being taken serious in esport. Like they're not really seen as like a, I don't know. Like unless they have like this huge event, like um, the one in Denmark, right? Yeah. What was it called? Uh, Global championship. Global champion. Like that was awesome. I tuned in to watch finals. I had my boys playing in it. They didn't win. 
who won that? Uh, Cooper Miro. Yep. Um, like people want to watch that, you know. So like, if they actually took their esport like kind of serious on the whole competitive side, bro, I'm really confident that like phase skins and stuff like that could really sell. And oh. if they just get like a small percentage of that revenue to the orgs, bro, like they could sign so many more players. Yeah, I don't disagree. Again, but it seems like it's good for the org versus good for Fortnite because then they only take a risk and let somebody else kind of be represented in the game. Um, and I mean, even an example of like Nick Merckx and call of duty, regardless mm -hmm. of what you think of that, like that absolutely blew up on call of duty and Nick Merckx in bad, bad ways for both of them. Yeah. So the opportunities, like they can still put out skins and it doesn't matter if there's an org on them, people still buy them. Like there's yeah. massive amounts of people buying them. We saw it was something ridiculous, like almost two hundred million dollars. No, it was eighty-five million dollars they earned in like two weeks when the Ukraine war started. And they're like, "All right, we're donating everything." And then in two weeks, they're like, "Here's eighty-five million dollars from just in-game revenue." So, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you that I wish they did it. I just don't think that there's really any need for them to incorporate orgs. Yeah, but they're already doing it. Like, like they have like the um. I think the third. I saw this on a stat. The third most used backlink is uh, Powers backlink, like from Lachlan. Mm -hmm. Like they already have one org. Like, what if Lachlan went out and did something crazy? Then what? Like you see, they already have that risk. Like Ninja, Cipher, Chica, you know, all these people with icon skins, they could do something crazy. Like they already have enough people in their game, like enough icons and stuff to have that risk. Might as well just go all in on it. Like, why does Power get a backlink, but like? phase or i don't know i don't even know what orgs are out there anymore but like <laughs> yeah it's a good question why are they the only one it's like obviously i just don't know lachlan, anyone else like lachlan has oh skin, yeah yeah so like he probably got to design his own backlit bling and yeah. 200 iq was like i'm gonna make it my orgs so people can rep me but Ooh. uh man city i man city phase that that's technically in there um although i think that was before yeah they got involved um yeah, I it would be cool. I would definitely buy org like stuff in the yeah. game, especially um, if you knew a portion of it was going to a competitive prize pool. Yeah. Then one hundred percent, everyone would buy. Maybe one day. I always think that Fortnite will use that as like the last resort when like competitive right. is falling apart. They're like, oh, we need to like get the juice in this, and then that's when they'll do it when they actually need to. Versus just go ahead and do it now. What were we well, gonna? Okay. Oh, we have this big like esport tournament coming up uh this year in Saudi Arabia, so like maybe they'll do something cool for that. Because I mean I know Fortnite's involved in that, so in Gamers Eight. Yeah. I guess it's called some, some esports. It's World the Cup, esport World Cup. No, it is. Yeah, esport World Cup. Yeah. Um, so I'll be at that. That'll be really cool. Nice. And uh, yeah, they're doing like a ton of Web three gaming stuff there. So. Yeah, I went the first year. It was a, a cool opportunity. Um, I don't know how comfortable I'd be going this year, but. You know, you don't like it. Like it wasn't. No, no, no. I, I would have gone again, like this past summer, if I had been invited to work it. Um, mm -hmm. just with like the geopolitical climate of the area, it's a little okay, more scary yeah. to travel yeah. to that area of the world versus like right now. But granted, there's risks living in my room where I I am right now. So yeah. I don't know. It'd be something I have to think about. Um, for sure. What were you we gonna? We were about to talk about something that I brought us back to the org. Oh, um, com competitive, right? Okay. Why prize pools are going down. That's yes. what you were mentioning. Mm -hmm. right. um, 
right, so here's my theory. They blew it out of the water because Fortnite was the biggest game and they took it to the next level because they had to, right, at the time for World Cup. And then now they don't have to. Again, the same thing is like, why would they add orgs? Why would they spend more money than they need to? They're still getting massive viewership. They're still mm. getting people to play the game. It's the participation in tournaments is higher than it's ever been. And so it's like, we went way too far at first, it reeled it back in. And then now as we start to see like more people, players compete in tournaments i could see them beginning to raise the prize pools again i mean they had i think last year it was 12 million dollars just for fncs that doesn't include like the solo cash cups all these cash cups the random tournaments and that's a lot of money when you compare it to other games yeah um so i just again it's something i think they realized they made a mistake by spending way too much at first and then get the same return based on spending let's say a tenth or a ninth of that on a yearly basis yeah i mean you're right like definitely there's no there's no need for them to raise the prize pool but if they did i feel like the whole scene would probably gain a lot more like actual competitive players that want to take the game serious like a lot of people would come back if there was like steady prize pools and be able to like make it the full-time thing again but again there's no need to like they're already the game so i feel you on that one yeah it's like for someone in my situation, I would love it. Like the more money involved, the better it is for someone like right. me as well. But at the same time, I'd rather create like a sustainable path for it because there could be a day where Fortnite just says, we're done spending money on competitive. This is not like returning any value to us. And we're not going to throw millions of dollars your guys way, especially when the competitive players are typically the most vocally like negative yeah of the game even though they play the most so like there is kind of a two sides to that did you see all the the ridiculousness of on the guy who did the movement on the dude for putting the new movement i did i did bro it's so dumb like people really think that one guy had all the power like that's another thing bro the fortnite competitive scene is so young and so like like (laughs) brain dead bro i swear like (laughs) they're just so negative bro that's like a big reason i quit too and like don't want to get back involved in competitive like i I will never play another compliment seriously like if i'm already streaming and playing and there's a cash cup i'll hop in it but bro like to get back into that competitive community is just man it's bad the competitive scene is bad in fortnite yeah i think part of the reason though is how much money there was at first because now you have a bunch of people that have never really worked besides playing video games and don't understand how let's say a business works like Mm -hmm. Fortnite, because that guy that was his year's worth of work right yeah and i'm gonna go don't get me wrong though it was bad like don't get me wrong okay but that's fine it's like okay to say it's bad but it's not okay to be like oh this guy deserves to be fired we should throw this guy's address (laughs) and public information out because we hate the outcome of his work like there's there's a whole different side of it, right? There's no, one right, thing right. to say that it's bad, but people were like hating on the guy itself and he's just doing his job and he no, has right. a family. He's got bills to pay just like all of us. And he's just trying to keep himself alive by doing yeah. his job. And he was proud of that. He did his job and was able to put it out. And yeah, because you don't like it isn't a reason to like attack the guy. And I think, that's the lack of maturity and lack of like mm. 
knowledge of how things work in the real world for a lot of these kids um and a lot of it's just like it's really easy to continue to bag on somebody when someone's getting like hated on like people love doing that on the internet it's fun it's a game so like that's part of it i think some people probably didn't even play fortnite we're just like oh this guy's getting hated on you fuck this guy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah fire his ass and it's a real easy thing to throw on and then you realize that's actually affecting somebody and every comment he's probably reading is like dude what have i just done i just wasted yeah. a year of my life for everyone now to hate me for it you know yeah no it's definitely a tough situation but yeah you're right man it's just like so many people have like a false but bro, i feel like most people that are hating at that level are the viewers bro because mm-hmm. like let me tell you man some streamers have such bad audiences bro it's crazy like they're so toxic and like dude if i stream on fortnite bro if whenever i'm streaming tiktok fortnite on tiktok bro it's so bad like dude you fucking die or like anything bro like these kids will hate you bro like i don't know what it is man like toxic little 13 year olds that have never done anything in their life but go to school like it's insane bro they're so like trash talking well i think part of that is like kids being raised in the social media era of the extremes are the ones that actually stand out and get seen versus yeah like if someone just says gg you're, you're probably not going to react to someone saying gg but if someone says yeah you fucking shitter die <laughs> you're dude like, but that's dude, only what? because their favorite streamer says it bro <laughs> like i promise you if i go to nick 830's chat no one's saying get shit on like yeah do you think though streamer. it's like this is always a, a topic of conversation. Do you think it's the responsibility of the streamer to like foster that community and make sure that their viewers don't do dumb things? Or do you think it's along the lines of you're streaming, you're not telling people to actively hate on other people, but at the same time, the attitude that you put forth is kind of pushing that forward. Like, yeah. how do you feel about that? I feel like with my streaming community personally, back in the day when I actually had like a Twitch community, um, I would try to like kind of raise them as they were like my kids, like guys, this is what we do and what we don't do. Um, I, I would like nurture my community personally, kind of like try to lead them in the right way, but it's not the streamer's responsibility. I don't know that. Like if they go say GG get shit on, like you just, you just got shit on, just don't get shit on, I guess. Yeah. Well, so hold on, let's bring it back. Let's say I was streaming to like a thousand people right Mm -hmm. and i pulled up this guy's post we'll go back to like the epic dev and i pulled up this guy's post and i was like dude this fucking sucks this guy's (laughs) like worked on this for a year this is terrible and i i didn't even say anything do you think like that is the streamer's fault then when yes people okay a hundred percent bro that's just like irresponsible like you are a lot of people don't realize like how much pull they actually have bro like a thousand people, a hundred people watching you. Like, that's a lot of people. Like, actually, when you actually sit down and think about it, bro, like, even 20 people, bro, like, there's always one crazy. All it takes is one crazy person to ruin your life. Like, I, I've been swatted. I've been fucking lots of bad things, right? But all it takes is, like, one crazy person. And you don't realize they're in a Fortnite audience because, like, out of a thousand viewers, like, probably 900 of them are, like, under 15 years old um but bro all it takes like one crazy person to like agree like you know what clicks is right i'm gonna go dox this guy and swat him <laughs> like that's all it takes it's very true and the the more numbers you have the more likely it exactly. is that there's crazies in there yeah. yeah dude ninja just pulled like i think 
over a million concurrent viewers when uh the event happened like that is crazy bro yeah a million people watching you at one time yep like most people are afraid to stand up in a classroom in front of like 20 people i can't imagine like a million people and I, I know from my own personal experience doing events, you just have to not think about it. Like even when you're in right. a crowd in front of thousands, you, you, you have to stay in here and do your job and not think like, Oh no, what if there's thousands of people? But there, I guess that even when you're in person though, there is always that chance you say something and then mm-hmm. there is a crazy that's like, Oh yes. SPG said this. I'm, I'm going to go fight this guy or something. Exactly. Yeah, um, man. Like you never know who's watching and that can go good and bad. You never know when, like, some multi-millionaire just sits back and watches your stream, decides <laughs> to drop you 100k one day. Like, you really never know, bro. Because, yeah, like, yeah. like I'll be watching streamers, and like, if I feel like supporting them, like, I'll donate to them and stuff. Like, you know, you just never know who's watching, really. Yeah, so. it's a it's a weird space. Um, and well, there's some word for it. Some like parasocial relationships is that's the word, where it's I have a relationship with you as the viewer to the streamer, but the streamer really has no idea who I am other than like a name that he reads exactly. every once in a while. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. Oh, I feel bad. I, but that's why like building your community is so important, like on other platforms. That's why like having a discord is so important and doing like meets at like TwitchCon or your local events where your viewers are most likely going are so important. Like click can probably, actually no, he has too many viewers. Um, I don't know who's a good example in the Fortnite community of like someone who can read, like their chat and kind of really know their entire viewer base. I don't know. But I don't know either. I've yeah. been really, I haven't watched many streams recently. It's just, I don't know. I like watching high level Fortnite, And when that's not on, I don't really care to watch Fortnite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bro. And like that people, people want to watch that so bad. Like Asian Jeff's been blowing up on YouTube because yeah. it's just so like people love watching that, bro. Like, as much as people say it ruined the game, like, that's what people want to see. Comp ruined the game? Yeah, people say, like, Fortnite's what ruined the game. Ah, uh, yes. Is that still a thing? I know a long that time ago. That is still a thing, people. bro. No, yeah. bro. Go to my TikTok comments, bro. It's bad. <laughs> like, it's bad. All of TikTok is like that, bro. Like, this is why I don't play Fortnite anymore. Whenever I do something crazy on my stream, like, yeah. Fortnite's one of those games where you never lose your skill, bro. So it's, like, so easy for anyone to come back and kind of just, like, someone yeah as long as you have a baseline especially if you play pubs like it's so easy just to run through lobbies yeah um, exactly i i've i have found ranked is a little more difficult when you get up to the higher ranks because then you're mm-hmm. playing against kids that play the game all the time but you know yeah. nonetheless it's still Dude, the average unreal player is so crazy nowadays like, it's actually crazy how good the average one is and bro like i'll get shit on like in a Ken Beans one gun realistic, bro. Like a 13-year-old kid will come out. Like, GG man. Like, bro, there's no fucking way. Crazy. Some eight-year-old. Yes, bro. Uh Just shout out Ken Beans, by the way. That map is so good. Yeah. He's so rich. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh we're towards the end of this. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of share about? I know you mentioned uh having a lot to tell. Is there anything that we haven't really talked about yet? No, not really. I think we kind of went through like my beginning Fortnite and all of that. So nice, nice. Um, I appreciate right. you having me here. Yeah. So, oh, we're you. not done yet. I, I got a couple of wrap up questions that I always like to ask people, and sometimes it takes two minutes, sometimes it takes fifteen. Um, so 
for you kind of what's next like what are you working on i know you said you're advising a creative team you're doing some advisory stuff for other uh companies in blockchain and web3 space like where where are you spending your time is there anything people can look out for you to come out with yeah um dude honestly i'm trying right now to become the number one web3 gaming something whether it be creator or just like go-to person for anything um i just want to build i want to build a brand in web3 gaming and hopefully sell that this next bull run which will happen um you know i just want i'm looking to build a company and sell it for like hopefully over 10 mil and (laughs) and just chill yeah i think it's very possible uh, especially in the space i'm in bro tons of money here and uh, things are just warming up. I don't know, like, if you look at, like, crypto charts or anything, but it's been, like, yeah. yeah. It's been good recently. That's good. And it'll continue to be good, hopefully. For for you, is there any game, like, Web3 game that's either out or on the way to coming out that you think could be the next big thing? Like, Not is... next big thing, but, like, a good game that uh-huh. could get, yeah, 100%. There are so many titles in our niche and space, bro. But, bro, we have so many professionals that come from like AAA studios, you know, Fortnite, Valorant, League, CSGO, like the amount of money that these Web3 gaming companies have, they can take anyone, bro. Uh, I don't know if you know, but like we just got, not we, but the Board Ape team just got the CEO from Activision. Okay. And now they're, he's the Board Ape CEO. Hmm. And the uh, head of like Fortnite, um, I think it was like gameplay development, something like that. Now okay. he's the head of Board Ape Gaming. Hmm. So, bro, they can they can take anyone. Like, trust me, so much money, man. They can go up to you and be like, yo, bro, we'll offer you 10 times your salary. Just come be like the competitive guy over here <laughs> at this random Web3 startup. That's the good thing about like the tech world, bro. There's so much money being invested, man. Yeah, and it moves fast. That's one thing yeah. I learned. I, I worked in yeah. tech sales for five years before I got into all so this. So you know. And, yeah, so you yeah. know. Lots of startups, lots of constantly moving like, oh, this company's the next big thing. We got to exactly. pivot. We got to do this. And everybody's looking to, to catch up. As- Bro, it was like two months ago. Like I remember all the Web3 startups were AI startups. Now it's all gaming startups. And then, you know, it's just cycles. So is there like – I'm looking for a name. Is there a okay. game that's out now that's even right. worth checking out or something no, that's on the way? Nothing out right now. On the way, 100%. Um, there's a game called Shrapnel. It's a shooter. It, I got to play test it. Like, they flew me out to uh, Seattle, their headquarters, and I got to play it, and it's, it's really good. Like, actually really, really good. Um, it's got good movement. I, I'd say it's like, a, it's like a COD shooter with, like, Quake movement. Okay pretty good um other game called wanderers which is like a like a diablo game kind of it's like a roguelite arcade game and um and yeah supposedly board ape is making like this game called the other side which is supposed to be like a metaverse game and you know we'll see they've raised billions of dollars so maybe they'll do something good yeah i'm interested to see i feel like a world of warcraft would be a great web 3 game like that in- i've never played that game i don't like those games but i like shooters i like fast-paced games I after too. playing fortnite i can't play anything else <laughs> that's not like make me jittery like i gotta like swipe my arm right to left like it's crazy i feel you on that because no no real game for me has done it after yeah. like the 
past few years. I like it, to play Predecessor now. Never heard of it. It's a it's like a third party uh, MOBA. So instead of top down view, it's like Fortnite POV, um, which is is cool. I like the game. It's not perfect, but it's a nice escape when I'm trying to not do Fortnite stuff. But ultimately, like I'm still always doing Fortnite stuff, mm-hmm. so it's just fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, to me, that just seems like a big uh, MMO RPG would be a great game. Yeah. And I then, mean, we have one. We have a really big one. It's called Big Time, um, and they've raised like hundreds of mil- millions. And but as a, a gamer, of, is it a good game? I mean, I don't like um, any MMORPG uh, games. I don't like World of Warcraft. That game sucks. Like, I don't like those <laughs> games. I like, bro, I'm a Fortnite kid, bro. I grew up a Fortnite. I like any, any game that can give me the rush of just getting fucking triple spectrum height and I got to talk <laughs> away. Like, and I shockwave up, 200 pumps on one. Like, any game that can make me feel like that, I'll play. But like the I don't constant like, need exactly, for movement. Bro. bro, it's like so bad, man. Our attention spans are so bad now. So it's just like, put me in an end game. Give me a 50-person moving zone. And, like, I, I love it, bro. That's why I play solo cash kills, bro. If I quaff a run too, bro, it's, like, so much fun, bro. Yeah. That end game, bro. And I, I never win, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay, bro. It's so much fun. Yeah, there's nothing like a Fortnite end game. I, I feel you on that. It's, like, one of the most exciting yeah. games you get to play. When you finally get that stacked end game in a tournament, uh, it's, yeah, like, the chef's kiss. Dude, and it. like at a land, I I got to play a TwitchCon, the very first one. Okay. Right? I don't know if you remember Mega Dub, they won. Yeah. Um, I got to play that first one, and dude, we made like twenty k, and like, dude, we didn't even win a game, bro. But like, we were on height, and if you go on the if you go on TwitchCon, if you replay that game, bro, like the commentators, and I heard it. I remember being at the land. I remember the crowd. <laughs> I can remember the commentators like oranges on height. They're spraying out, and like, I got hit by a bouncer, went into storm, bro. And, like, the whole crowd goes, oh, like, bro, oh, my God, bro. Like, that's the only thing I'll ever miss from, like, competitive gaming, bro. At that level, man, like, the crowd, the announcers, like, potentially winning a game, bro. And it's crazy because we were on height and we burned out of our match, bro. We got, like, seventh place that game. We got, like, four down. I think Saf and them, like, took height that game. Um, But, dude, it was so crazy. Like, that's my favorite moment to look back on, bro. And I was, like, 16 years old, no worries in life, just chilling. And then, like, I remember after, like, we went partying. Like, it was, like, me, Thresh, Inno, Assault, um, Wavy Jacob. Went to, like, a K1 speed right after. Like, it was awesome. That is awesome. Well, that's a great way to end this. On a nice, good memory. Uh, (laughs) Orange, you tell everyone where to find you if they want to check you out. Yeah, if you guys like Fortnite content, you can go on my TikTok or on my Twitch, OrangeYT. And if you want to keep up with, like, entrepreneurship journey and Web3 Gaming, you can go on my Twitter, Orangey. And, uh... Yeah, my YouTube's a mix of both. It's just orangey there. And uh, bro, thanks for having me on. I really appreciated being on here. I love talking about myself. So everyone, thank you. Don't worry. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks for coming on. I I was interested because I you reached out to me and I'm like, oh, this could be a very different conversation than what I've had before, and it lived up to what I was hoping for. So thank you, Um, thank you guys for listening at home or watching if you watch on youtube i appreciate you uh go ahead give us a rating on whatever you're listening or watching on i appreciate that and if you have any complaints dm me on x at somebody's gun that's all i got for you guys we will see you next time